key. Some said this is he, others said he is like him, but he said I am he. Tonight, God will give you a miracle, a testimony, a manifestation, a transformation that will cause people to say, this is you. And others will say, you look like you, but you say, I am the one. What am I saying? There's a kind of a miracle that God gives you that brings you so much transformation that people who know you, see you, and they are confused whether it is you or someone different they didn't know you to be a prophet they didn't know you to be an apostle they didn't know you to be doing well in in ministry they didn't know you to be doing well in business they didn't know you to have a good marriage they just knew you but now they are seeing another face of you that throws them into confusion a good one of course and they are asking themselves is this him? Is that her? Maybe he looks like him. Maybe she looks like her. But you will confirm that this is me. Now, when you read John chapter 9, verse 1, it's a very popular story, of course. The story of the man who was blind from birth. And uh, the parents, there's a background story to that. When the disciples met, this guy, they asked the Lord Jesus, is it his sin? Is it the sin of the mother or the father? That means that a man's sin can bring something of this sort. And for that matter, let me just borrow the word curse on, on him. The, the, the father's sin or the mother's sin can also bring a curse through the bloodline. So the disciples were just asking, is it his sin? Is it the mother's or the father's? Jesus said it is none of the above but that the glory of the lord will be revealed tonight may the glory of the lord be revealed in your life now what i really want to say to you is that in the same context there's a background story what is the background story a man marries a woman they are believing the lord for a child they pray and pray and pray and finally they get a child the woman waits nine months carrying the seed, believing the Lord to put to birth this child. And at the end of the day, he, she brings forth the man and the woman, they get to know that the child is blind. What a predicament. That somebody will be expecting a child, conceive the child and go through all the hectic moments for nine months. And at the end of the day, the child is dumb. The child is blind. The child is deaf. The child is crippled. You see, I'm mentioning too many things because I want to tell you something. It is a disappointment to wait for so long and get to this place in life where you are supposed to have joy where you're supposed to be happy and then all of a sudden this happens the mother is waiting for months ready to have the child shall be waiting for 
and then the child comes out blind from birth. There's a word God has given me in the light of the scripture for you tonight. God said, I should tell you that you will not be disappointed at last. You didn't hear what I said. He said, you will not be disappointed at last. Like this woman would wait for nine months and have this disappointment had it not been the Lord. But you see, the God who came through at the time the child was born could have also come through before the child was born if they had acknowledged his presence. As you have found yourself in the presence of the Lord here tonight, I pray for you and I prophesy over your life that which the Lord has spoken. That all matters that pertain to disappointment from tonight have been cancelled out. It's been cancelled out when it comes to your destiny. The Lord said, I should tell you, you will not be disappointed at last. Say it wherever you are, I will not be disappointed at last. You will not wait and marry a man who is going to be a beast in your family, in your life, and in your destiny. You will not wait and marry a woman who will be a disappointment. You will not wait and bring forth that and, 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 and that child will become a prayer point rather than being a gift and a blessing. You will not wait and be disappointed at last. This is the word the Lord gave me for you tonight. That you will not be disappointed at last. The one who typed an amen. All things are possible to them that believe. Let it be so for your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, I want us to pray two prayer topics tonight. Like I said, I'm going to come back to the ministry and it's going to be a strictly prophetic service. But let's, how many of us were blessed yesterday? Let's step a little deeper into yesterday's message and I'm out of your way. Genesis, okay, before then, let's read some. 11 verse no some 37 verse 25 some 37 verse 25 we, we we read that yesterday some 37 verse 25 i have been young and now i'm old yet i have not seen the righteous forsaking on his seed begging bread i have been young and now i'm old i've not seen the righteous forsaking on his children begging bread okay now some 11 verse 3 to 5 maybe we just take some 11 verse 3 if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Yesterday, I I spoke to you about this scripture in Psalm 37, verse 25. The foundation of that scripture is in Psalm 11, verse 3. So you realize Psalm 11, verse 3 comes before Psalm 37. So by the time you want to say that, Father, I know a lot of people who are righteous, but they are struggling. I know a lot of people who are righteous, but their children are begging bread. You have to understand that. If the foundation be destroyed, the righteous can So the scripture is not wrong. If you are seeing people struggling and they are righteous people, the scripture is not wrong. God is not at fault. There's nothing wrong with the scripture that says that young and old across the righteous forsaken because the foundation of the righteous is different from the foundation of the righteous. 
but the foundation of the righteous nonetheless if, if there's a problem with it it will affect the promises the righteous man must enjoy hallelujah now i want us to look at something very important we're going to deal with foundations and we we'll use that to pray and let me just give you this word and be, trust the lord and believe prophet that tonight something will happen to you, will happen to your life numbers chapter 12 is three quickly numbers of the 12 is three numbers of the 12 is three okay good spirit Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. Now the man Moses was very meek. You can replace the word meek with humble. Above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. So God said through the whole earth and said, I've, I've said through the whole earth, but Moses is the most humble. We're going to go, go into deeper waters, so please follow me. Now the man Moses was the most humble man above all men which were upon the face of the earth that means even if there was a man who was also humble moses was above that person his level of humility was out of this world that god was set through the whole earth and said this man is the most humble that's a big title but we see moses who is the most humble of all men on the earth we see him battling with anger When you read Exodus chapter 2, verse 13. Exodus chapter 32, verse 19. Numbers chapter 16, verse 15. Numbers chapter 20, verse 10 to 13. Something strange happens. Where we see Moses exhibiting some level of anger. Watch this. How can a man who is the most humble be battling with anger? Exodus chapter 2 verse 13 was the first time Moses was returning from Egypt to his people and Moses saw two people fighting and he, he fought the other one and killed him in anger. Slowly. In Numbers 32 verse 19, Moses went to wait on the Lord Most High and received Ten Commandments when he came down and saw the people in anger he broke the Ten Commandments. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 15, the Bible said, Then Moses became very angry and said to the Lord, Do not accept their offering. I have not taken so much as a donkey from them, nor have I wronged any of them. Moses was angry and told God, Don't accept the offering of your own people, Israel. Such level of anger. He spoke to God in anger. In Numbers chapter 20, verse 10 to 13, Moses was instructed by the Lord, stretch forth your rod towards the rock. The rock is Jesus, the rock of ages. Moses struck the rock. He don't strike Jesus. In anger, he struck the rock. And that was how Moses' ministry ended. People of God, if we don't deal with what is in our blood, our foundation that is evil, it can take us to our early grave. It can make us uh, 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 quit the ministry before time. Do you know why? When Moses died, Satan could contend over the body of Moses because he knew that the man did not finish assignment the way he was supposed to sign out. So there was contention over the body of Moses. But where is this anger coming from Moses? 
a man that is the most humble on all the earth. Now, let me tell you something. Moses did not finish his ministry because of the same anger. God said, because in anger you struck the rock, you struck Jesus, the rock of ages, where water came out of. Because of that, go and sign out for Mount Sinai. Go and sign out. Go and die. Go to the mountain, tell them to do and say, go and die. Your ministry has ended. You have brought the people from the, from the land of slavery and you were supposed to take them to the promised land. But because of this, you are not going to the promised land. We have seen many, the, 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 the man David said, how are the mighty fallen? receives a blessing when a man receives a blessing as divine favor no matter how stubborn how silly and how naughty his children become that favor will still be running through their blood that's why some of you your friends they will never come to class they will never pay attention in class they will never they are not even serious with some things in church. In fact, you are more consistent in doing the right thing than them. But you can observe them and say, it seems something is really following them. And sometimes if you're a Christian, you get confused. God, why are you blessing me with discipline and leaving us? What is making them? They, even, they don't even know what is going on in their life. And sometimes they are not even prayerful. But anything they touch is, is prospering. It's because the thing is in their blood. I don't know if I'm blessing someone's life. By the grace of God, this is my faith, understanding the mysteries of life and things that go on in life. So let me talk to us tonight. Listen, and you can attest to the fact that sometimes you look at it and say, this guy, sorry, he might not even be handsome. He might not even be beautiful, but everything around them is working. They have a beautiful home. They have a beautiful family. They have a handsome husband. Everything is working for them. They are not even church people. But there's a blessing in their bloodline that is working for them. And mind you, every blessing can stay as far as 400 years because it's to the fourth generation. A curse is also to the fourth generation. If there's nobody in the family to keep that blessing, it may die from the fourth generation because somebody must carry it to the next generation. That's why some families have histories of doing well in the past and not doing well in present times because of this history. Listen to me. So Moses is, see, when God was, when God created the first man and the first woman, he said, be fruitful and multiply. He didn't say be fruitful and differentiate. He said, be fruitful and what? Multiply. So he said, I and my father are one. In Ezekiel 16, 44, it says, and anyone who uses this, this proverb shall say, like mother, like daughter. So if you are a lady, your mother has multiplied herself. If you are a man, your father has multiplied himself. The boy said, be fruitful and multiply. Hmm. That is why you look at the same strength running through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Abraham lied that my father, my wife is my sister. Isaac also lied. My wife is my sister. When it got to Jacob, he also lied about something. Even a blessing. 
that thing was in the family. I can give you so many instances, but because of time, I cut things short, but we still go deep. Bless you, Apostle. Patterns of the bloodline. Follow me carefully. You are not even responsible for who you are because you never know you will exist. A certain generation produced you. So it is what is in that generation that multiplied itself, itself into you. So you have a lot of things to do. So when we are talking about the acts of the Spirit, we are here for the Spirit to work on us. You see, uh, monthly or sometimes in a space of some months or weeks, when your car is misbehaving, you send it for servicing. You know, so. When you also come for church service, we service you. The Holy Ghost services. So in this service, that is why it's for service. The Holy Spirit is working on all of us. If our plugs are not working, he will work on us. If our engine oil is dead, he will, he will renew it for us. If our gearbox oil is not working, he will fix it for us. We have also come for spiritual service. Whatever you are exhibiting in the flesh is in your blood. Don't forget, the Bible said the life of the flesh is in its blood. The life of the flesh is in its blood. So it's the blood that gives life to the flesh. And it is the spirit that gives life to the blood. So the spirit gives life to the blood, the blood gives life to the flesh. So when a curse is pronounced, it, they are words, and words are spirits. But for them to have impact on you, they have to enter your blood. And then they will now manifest in the flesh. That's why even in those of you who are doctors here, somebody will come to the hospital. The person says that I'm not feeling well. And you see the person physically is growing lame. And you say, okay. But we, all, we know that every sickness is caused by a spirit called spirit of infirmity. So if it's a spirit of infirmity that is doing that, why wouldn't the doctor look in the spirit and tell you this is a spirit that is causing that? Call whatever sickness or disease you know, according to scripture, it is caused by spirit of infirmity. But, but you see that the person is going lame. And for the doctor to know what is really going on in the person's flesh, the reason why they are going lame, they have to test their blood. Then they say, we have found this virus in your blood. Yet it is caused by, the sickness is caused by a spirit. And the person's flesh is going lame. But for us to know, we have to test the blood. Because it's the blood that gives life to the flesh. So whatever is happening in your life right now, is what your blood is exhibiting through your flesh. Now listen to me. How can a man say, what makes this dangerous? God came down and said that Moses, all the men on earth, is the most humble. But this, this, this anger nature of Moses, does it show his humble? Have you seen why sometimes you tell someone that me, me, I, I respect people, I respect people, but I, I don't know why you are, I don't, I don't know, I, I just don't like you, or I respect, and the person said, are you sure you respect? You know within yourself you respect, but something is exhibiting <laughs> something different from what you're talking about. So imagine Moses telling people that in his anger, and after he broke the Ten Commandments, imagine Moses stood and said, the whole head, head, I'm the most humble. How many people are going to believe that indeed, Moses is the most humble. God came down and said, if there's anyone who calls himself prophet, I speak to him through dreams. But to my servant Moses, God personalized Moses' ministry. My servant Moses, I speak to him face to face. Wow. You can be a face to face prophet 
can still have a problem with your foundation. You can have all the encounters on earth, but if that encounter is not dealing with your foundation as well, you'll be a questionable man of God. Am I communicating? Am I blessing somebody's life? Type something if I am. So where is this anger coming from? Where is this anger coming from? Where is this anger coming from that is manipulating Moses? We'll find out. Exodus chapter. Uh, okay. Genesis chapter number 49, verse 5 to 7. Those of you who have been helping me post the scriptures, you can help me. Genesis 49. Let's read. Genesis 49. We read from verse 5 to 7. Look at something. Now, Moses is from the tribe of Levi. So let's look at something. Genesis chapter 49. Verse 5. Simeon and Levi are brethren, instruments of cruelty. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Let me know if you can hear me. Genesis 49. Okay, Genesis 49, verse 5. Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. Look at verse 6. Oh my soul, come not thou into their secrets, unto their assembly, mine honor. Be thou united, be not thou united, for in their anger, please follow this carefully, for in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. Let's add verse 7. This is when Jacob was blessing his sons and cursing some of them. And he said that, curse be their anger, watch this, curse be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath for it is cruel it was cruel i would divide them in jacob and scatter them in israel curse be their anger for it was fierce so the anger of simeon and levi were cursed and i told you when somebody is cursed the curse does not go to them as a person alone it goes to their blood so anyone that they 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 join with in marriage to produce or outside marriage to produce that person is carrying that curse because it's in the blood now watch this jacob in blessing and cursing some of the sons cursed simeon and levi and he cursed their anger now it is not bad to be angry but when the anger becomes notable then it is a problem. So this guy is quick tempered. There's something wrong with this guy's anger. Then it's questionable. Moses' anger was questionable. But where is it coming from? He said, and it followed him until he didn't finish his ministry. The way he was supposed to. Watch this. So Simon and Levi were cursed, and it was their anger that was cursed. Remember, he said in their anger they slew a man. The first time Moses had become a man and was moving from Egypt to his people. What happened? He killed a man in anger. What was that? What was in his foundation 
was looking for an occasion to express itself. And on that day, it found an occasion to express itself. And Moses did the same thing that Simeon and Levi, his great grandfathers, did and were cursed. Now, Moses is from the tribe of Levi, those of us who don't know. So let's go to Exodus chapter 1, chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2. Look at what is there. Look at Exodus chapter 2. And there went a man of the house of Levi, who was that? Moses' father, and took a wife, took wife, a daughter of Levi. So a man came from the tribe of Levi and married somebody in the same family. This made it worse. A family with a case of anger. Somebody came from the same family, married somebody in the same family. Okay. And then went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife out of the house of Levi, from the daughters of Levi. Look at verse 2. And the woman conceived and bare a son, and when she saw him, he was a goodly child, and hid him three months. It doesn't matter how goodly you look. It doesn't matter how beautiful you look, a foundation can still fight. Moses was handsome, but he had an anger issue that ended his ministry. So you can be a man of God and still battle last. You can be a man of God and still battle pornography. You can be a man of God and still battle prostitution because it is in your blood. If we don't allow the spirit by his acts to work on us, we will be in trouble. When I'm talking to you about some of these things, I'm not talking to you alone. I'm talking to myself as well. Look at this. Look at this. Let's jump to verse 9 so we know who we are talking about. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nest it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she called his name Moses. So all the anger we see in Moses' ministry, which even took him down and did not let him enter the promised land, is because of what was in his blood. This is a man that the whole earth was humble. This is a man that could talk to God face to face. This is a man that God said that I, I speak to him face to face. This is a man that could ascend the hill and come down and by the divine presence and glory on him, people cannot enter. When they are getting close, close to Moses, they'll fall and anointing and the power of God. So much presence. Moses could command the earth to open and it swallow people up. One day the sons of Korah and that time misbehaved. He, he commanded the earth to open and it swallowed them up. This was how powerful that man was. A man whose staff can turn into a serpent and swallow the serpent of magic sins. A man who could stretch forth his rod and the seal part into two. Yet he did not finish his ministry because of something foundational. Anything that is foundational needs strict attention to handle it. I won't talk much tonight. I'm going to pray just two prayers. You, you look at your life. You know there's something wrong with you. And sometimes you might fail to admit it in public. But within you, you know this is my problem. I can't handle these things. This thing is wrong with me. May the Spirit of God help us. May God of heaven show us mercy. Who you really are is what you do when you are alone. And sometimes you see, 
we may condemn a sin in the public, but privately, we are doing it. And we are fighting that thing as a battle. One day, a man of God said, he thought when they say some man of God has gone to sleep with somebody, he said he thought that those things were that the men of God could not handle themselves and they were, they were, uh, uh, they, they, were they, they, they were not fit for the call. And he thought those men of God were, were not called and they were stupid men of God and all that until a principality appeared to him and said, you, I'll make sure you end up on the laps of a woman, a prostitute. He said, that's when I realized this thing is a warfare. It's not that we condemn people and we just go, but these things are, people are fighting this battle. Somebody's father is carrying a curse. Somebody's grandfather is carrying a curse. It has been passed from years. So whatever has also been passed from years has matured. People are fighting things. They want to serve God. But the spirit of lust is, is, is attacking them. And we get up and we condemn them because we don't know where that thing is coming from. That they are not even responsible for what is attacking them. And we sit in our room and people, you see people in a half bedroom. They don't have anything. They get two cities data, one city data, and they, they, they tweet and they say stupid things and they insult men of God and they go on social media and they say anything they want to see. Yet they themselves, their problems are bigger than them. At least that person is looking for God. I'm telling you, listen, everybody looks okay until you have a deep conversation with them. Everybody looks okay until you have a deep conversation with them because people are battling things, people are fighting things. I'm telling you. And you know what? Do you know that Reuben defied his father's bed by sleeping with his father's concubine? And the father cursed Reuben. And Reuben, what? The Reuben died, and the descendants of Reuben were also dying. But in Deuteronomy 33, Moses saw it. And because anytime they went for battle, if they killed 5,000 people, they will come back. They will count all the 12 tribes of Israel. All those who died will be from the same tribe, Reuben. Ah, if they killed two people, it will be from Reuben. If they killed 50,000 people, Reuben. One million people, Reuben. Why? Why are the other tribes not dying? Because a curse was placed on them. Moses saw it and in the Deuteronomy 23, he said, 33, he said, let Reuben live and not die. And you see, we men of God, we can see somebody's problem, but we are not aware of our own. Moses could handle the problem of, 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 of Reuben and broke that curse. And Reuben was not dying again. But Moses' own was anger from the same family, but he died. Do you want to tell me that, that somebody who was born a Philistine has made a mistake? No, the Philistines were enemies to God. So if a, 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 a man from, 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 from Philistia and a woman from Philistia come together and they produce a child, that innocent baby is also an enemy to God. Is it the fault of the child? Sometimes we talk too much because we have not understood life. And we condemn people because it's not the child of somebody who is born in Philistine. So uh, somebody was just born and the person became a firstborn. A firstborn in Egypt. When the angel of the spirit of death came, he did not spare him. He killed him. Is it his fault? He didn't even know he'll be born. I just became a firstborn. That is my problem. That is my case. That's all my issue in life. People are fighting battles. I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm blessing somebody's life tonight. But you see, we cannot look at the world the way everybody's seeing it until we have the heart of compassion and love 
we cannot change the world. Because many people are going to say, sometimes we may even look at porn actresses and whatever and condemn them. But some of them, where they are coming from, the altars there, they have no idea. And some of us standing here, some of us joining the service, some of us listening to me live right now, we, we are not even aware of what really we are fighting. One day, one guy came to me. He was mad at his family. Eh, my family is a bad family. I don't even know why I was born into this family. Nothing is working. Nothing is working. He was saying so many things. I wish I was born outside the country. I just looked at him. I was laughing. I said, brother, you know I'm a prophet? He said, yes. I said, do you know if you were born outside the country? Prophetically, I see that you have been a porn star. I said, hey, man of God, how did you know this thing? I've not told anybody. Sometimes when, I, when I, I'm there, I sense that the way I'm sleeping around and do all this thing, if I was outside, maybe I would have entered this. It has been in my head. And that was what I was seeing the thing. He's thinking his family was bad to him, but if he had been there, he'd be worse. He's not even responsible for the battle he's fighting here. He's looking for another land. If it's in your blood, it doesn't matter where you go. That thing will follow you. So you see people saying, life is not working in Ghana. They travel, they go outside, they think it will work. At the end of the day, everything collapses. If it's in your blood, you are carrying that same blood around. It's going to fight you. You know what, tonight, as Lord said, let the mercy of God be magnified upon us. May God magnify his mercy upon us. That we will be delivered and our the generation following us, our children, our sons and daughters will also be delivered before time. Am I blessing your life? That's why you see one family, all the women in the family, they have anger issues. One family, very beautiful. All the women in the family, they can marry. One family, all the women are beautiful. But anytime, every one of them, anytime they get a man, the man will impregnate them. They'll, they'll, give, they'll give birth to one, they'll leave them. All of them are giving birth. Nobody has married them. One family, you see that all the men are drunkards. One family, you see that all the men are doing well, but they die mysteriously. It is something in the blood. So it's like your life is already following a laid down pattern and cycle. And if you are not in meetings like this, that by the message of God you hear these mysteries and channel your prayer to handle your foundation, tell me what will be your outcome. I can just switch and start prophesying to people. But what I'm giving you right now. It's more than a prophecy. We have a more sure word of prophecy. And that is the word of God that has come to you tonight. That our God is a deliverer. Our God's affliction shall not rise the second time. There's no matter that is referred in God's names. Every matter is solved tonight. No matter how dangerous, how terrible, how long, how pressing your condition is for foundation. Let the God of heaven visit you. Be head of the Lord. Help the Lord. Do you know that the Bible said, and when the Lord would have delivered Israel, when the Lord would have helped Israel, when the Lord would have liberated Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered. The iniquity of Ephraim was discovered. Ephraim was part of the sons of, 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 of Jacob. He committed a crime, a sin, that erected an altar of iniquity, and it fought the Israelites. 
One day, any time they will go to war, they will lose. Any time they will go to war, they will lose. When Joshua and the elders went to inquire of the Lord, they discovered that a man called Achan had brought an accursed thing to the camp. That's why they were losing battle. It was not the other Israelites and the warriors that want to do that. Somebody had done that, but it was affecting the whole of Israel. That things affecting families, it took one person to do it. And it took one person, which is you, who is here today, to change it. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray tonight. Lord, magnify your mercy upon me and visit my foundation. Magnify your mercies upon me and visit my foundations. Magnify your mercies upon me and visit my foundation. Lift your voice and pray wherever you are. Lift your voice and pray wherever you are. Magnify Lord your mercies. Magnifying good come out of Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? That means nothing good was coming out of Nazareth. But when you read Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible said, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who went about doing good. Why did the Bible add doing good? Why did the Bible emphasize on Jesus Christ of Nazareth? The man was born in Bethlehem. Why are you saying just they were talking about his foundation? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? So God anointed Jesus Christ of the same Nazareth when nothing good was coming up, coming out of, and he went about doing good. What would deal with your foundation is when the anointing of the Holy Ghost and His power comes upon you. We are praying tonight, Lord, anoint me with the Holy Ghost and with His my power. Encounter what is fighting my foundation and my life. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice, everybody. We, we call for that anointing, the baptism of the Holy Ghost and power. Let it come upon us in full blue. In the name of Jesus. Pranta Satampa, Malikan Tumpan Kampanta, Malikan Tumpanakatanta, anoint us, O God, anoint us, O God. Anoint us, O God, with your power, Holy Spirit, go to do good. Break us, O Anoint us, O God, to break, O God. Amen.